It's Tuesday, August 6, 2019. What we're seeing in the Arctic now is a kind of look into the future for the rest of the globe. And it's not looking good. Historic ice melt in Greenland raises worldwide sea levels. We need action now. We've all just lived through the hottest month ever recorded on planet Earth. Plus, many of your fellow Democratic candidates say climate change is the biggest existential threat facing the country. Democratic presidential debates for the first time cover climate change and climate action in depth. All of that and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis and snarky comment. When the topic of climate change came up, Andrew Yang had a blunt assessment. The last four years have been the four warmest years in recorded history. We are too late. We are 10 years too late. Adding, abandon all hope, Yang 2020, though of course we won't live that long. (laughs) I'm in. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, what do you have for us today? Well, first up, historic ice melt in the last week from the Greenland ice sheet amid an unrelenting heat wave. Researchers say Greenland has lost so much ice from its surface in July alone that it has raised global sea levels by a measurable amount, enough to cover the state of Florida in several inches of water. That record heat wave has also triggered rare Arctic wildfires that scientists warn are releasing so much carbon that they could create a feedback loop that in itself intensifies man-made global warming even further. So the fires are caused by warming and the fires cause more warming and the cycle continues. Exactly. Not good. And now July 2019 is officially the hottest month ever recorded globally in human history since record keeping began in the 1880s, breaking the previous record set just in 2016. 2019 is now on track to be among the top two or three hottest years ever recorded. It's good to keep those things in mind for context as we turn to the second round of 2020 Democratic presidential primary debates held over two nights in Detroit, Michigan last week. Climate change got more than 20 minutes of discussion over those two nights. What? And while CNN's moderators did call it a climate crisis, they framed their questions to gin up conflicts between the candidates. But viewers heard a little bit about solutions and policy differences between the candidates' proposals. The progressive candidates defended the Green New Deal framework resolution introduced in the U.S. House to solve climate change against charges from moderate candidates that it's unrealistic. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren highlighted her green industrial policy plan to revitalize U.S. manufacturing, and both Warren and New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand focused on investing in innovation to challenge China as the global leader in clean energy technology. Here's Gillibrand. Why not have a green energy race with China? Why not have clean air and clean water for all Americans? Why not rebuild our infrastructure? Why not actually invest invest in the green jobs. That's what the Green New Deal is about. Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders called for a just transition, a central component of the Green New Deal that ensures fossil fuel workers are not left behind in the shift to a green energy economy. Former Maryland Congressman John Delaney called for a carbon fee and dividend to fund carbon removal techniques. Former Vice President Joe Biden pledged to build a national electric vehicle charging network. Former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke, current Ohio 
Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan and South Bend, Indiana Mayor Pete Buttigieg talked about paying farmers to utilize regenerative agriculture techniques that would cut emissions from the agriculture sector and restore soil health. Several of the Democratic candidates have proposals for addressing climate and environmental justice and the pollution and inequality that disproportionately harm minority communities. Here's spiritual advisor Marianne Williamson. We have communities, particularly communities of color and disadvantaged communities all over this country who are suffering from environmental injustice. I assure you, I lived in Gross Point. What happened in Flint would not have happened in Gross Point. New Jersey Senator Cory Booker noted that no candidate should get praise for rejoining the United Nations Paris Climate Accords, the lowest bar of action possible. Climate change is not a separate issue. It must be the issue and the lens with which we view every issue. Nobody should get applause for rejoining the Paris Climate Accords. That is kindergarten. That is kindergarten. He was, of course, speaking to Joe Biden when he said that. Yes, he was. Washington Governor Jay Inslee, the candidate with the most sweeping comprehensive plans, criticized the moderate candidates for their middling proposals and laid out the stakes in stark terms. The people in this room and the Democrats watching tonight are the last best hope for humanity on this planet. So while the corporate media still does not grasp the gravity of the challenge we face with man-made climate change, it is notable that this is the first time in U.S. history that Americans are seeing political leaders discuss and debate actual policy ideas in a presidential debate. For much more on all of these reports and the stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.